Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Back at it with the ISO. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports. Today's guest, someone who I'm really interested in hearing about his new role, his new position with this company because they've made unbelievable inroads to helping the game of basketball and coaches break down the game. Bryce Curry, former women's division one basketball coach now with synergy sports, maybe, well, probably is the foremost technological video tool for coaches out there. So Bryce, thanks for joining. Uh, how is life? Hey, I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, we're, we're at an interesting stage of life over here. Um, first year away from being on a team. I've been on a team since I was growing up in Spokane, playing live ball all the way through last year, my last season coaching at the college level. And um, so it's, it's a unique situation having to step away from coaching, um, but also trying to find a way to still be involved in the game, which I'm fortunate enough to do now with Synergy. You talk about first year being not part of a team. That is a huge adjustment. Uh, you spent a number of years uh, coaching on the women's side of the Division One game. Tell us how you got into coaching on the women's side because, you know, I've had conversations with guys like Mike Mosier at the University of Oregon, Kelly Graves, where, you know, they were tremendous players. They wanted to stay in the, co- in the game, so they got into coaching but their first and best opportunity came in the women's side and they found that they, it was a great fit for them and they've kind of run with it. How was it for you? Yeah, it was a great fit. And, and I went to Ferris, uh, Sean Mallon was a, was a senior when I was a junior, I wasn't good enough to play at Ferris. We were too good, man. So, but fortunately my Spanish teacher, Art Rojas, he said, Hey, come be a manager, come be a volunteer coach for the basketball team. And when I was 16, like that's my first chance, like being involved in, in women's, basketball. Uh, Flash forward to University of Washington, where I went to school, got my degree in business. I was able to be a four-year manager, um, three years with the women's team, my senior year with the men's team and and Coach Romar and Coach Coach June Doherty. And um, from there, just figured out, hey, coaching is what I want to do. I really liked the women's side. I just felt like I had already started building a network, uh, you know, when it came to recruiting and coaching, that it made sense to stick with that. Um, And, you know, from there, I was able to move on to a couple different graduate assistant stints um, for any potential coaches down the road, any, any youngsters listening to this, man, you got to pay your dues. I moved all over the country. I didn't make any money. Um, I, I mean, I was, I was, thankfully I sell my parents insurance. So I was 26 cause I needed it. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of the way it goes, but I was able to work at Nebraska, Arizona state works, work for some, you know, nationally renowned coaches on the women's side and uh, ended up getting all the way back to Cheney working for Wendy Schuler. I spent the last seven years there. Um, had a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and just went through everything when it comes to what you'd expect from being a college coach. So it's been a great journey and um, you know, excited to start this new chapter with Synergy. When a lot of people 
who don't know a lot about the women's side of college basketball um, here, kind of like the, the mid-majors or the low-majors, what is the biggest difference on the women's side? Because I think a lot of people know the differences on the men's side, say, between, you know, uh, in eastern Washington versus Gonzaga, if you're a northwest person. What is it like on the women's side? You know, probably the biggest thing I know, you got to remember, I only spent one year like deep in with a men's staff my senior year at University of Washington. Um, I think the biggest thing, especially at the high levels, is the majority of guys think they're going to make the NBA and that's their only goal. A lot of them. On the women's side, that's not really the case. Sometimes just getting to college and getting a scholarship is the most important thing. And so you have you have kind of this different sort of um, level of like, okay, once I'm in college, how do we keep pushing these players? Um, because the WNBA playing overseas, there's just less opportunities for making money, having a career as a professional women's athlete. And hopefully that will start to continue to change. And we've seen the growth of the W and what have you. But I think that was the biggest difference was just the mentality of guys versus women in terms of what's next. Um, so you had to figure out how to push the right buttons to get players motivated um, to keep pushing themselves, you know, to make sure that you guys can go out as a team and win. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference. But at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. There are certain things on a court, you know, it might be a little bit harder to do when it comes to, you know, a women's team versus a men's team when you look at maybe some of the things you want to do from a physicality standpoint. Um, but at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. And I think just um, we stole so many ideas from Shantae and the men's team when we were coaching, like, and he'd, he'd borrow ideas from Coach Schuler. So there, basketball is basketball at the end of the day. So I, I felt like the biggest difference was just, you know, that mentality um, of, oh, I'm going to go pro, I'm going to go pro, NBA, NBA all the way, versus that wasn't always the case with, with some of the female athletes. As a coach who from a young age kind of had their eye on getting into it, was there a, a, a coach who really took you under their wing and, and was a mentor and really guided you during the early stages of your coaching? Oh, yeah. The biggest one by far is um, she's now the associate head coach at Montana State, Sunny Smallwood. She's been there every step of the way for me. Um, even even now, we continue to stay in touch. Um, you know, she's been she's probably one of the most experienced, you know, probably a top five assistant coach uh, in all of women's basketball right now with, with stints with Boise State, multiple NCAA tournaments, Arizona, Nebraska, Cal. I mean, you name it. She coached at WSU. Sunny Smallwood by, by far, um, you know, through pretty much from the time I was at Nebraska all the way till now has been the most consistent supportive coach that I've had, but there's so many. I mean, I mean, I can continue to call on people like, you know, Charlie Turner Thorne at Arizona State and um, Kelly Lewis Jay, who's now at San Diego State. So I have a lot of coaches that continue to support me and um, we still go back and forth all the time. But right now, Wendy Schuler, she's my next door neighbor. It's kind of cool. Um, so I would say obviously the last seven years working for her, just an amazing person to work for really fortunate to have such a caring, loving coach. I mean, talk about, you know, supportive. Uh, but from the start, it was sunny. And obviously working for Wendy was was a dream come true, too. It's been said in the coaching profession, you get hired to get fired. And that's one of the things for a lot of coaches um, is there's uneasiness with their families. Many times you don't know how long you're going to be in a certain place. Uh, and so there's some burnout in coaching. Now, I'm not saying you had a burnout, but you had a new opportunity come about when, when the staff that you were on was let go. You've recently joined what I think is one of the, the, the best tools for a coach, Synergy Sports, uh, on, the, on the video platform side. Tell us how that came about 
uh, and give us a, an, a little bit of an overview of Synergy Sports before we really get into detail on it. Yeah, for sure. So for, for me, um, I first started using Synergy when I was at Nebraska in the 2010-2011 season. And that was right about the time where a lot of the collegiate staffs, especially on the men's and women's side, you know, power five schools are actually adding video coordinators to their staffs. You already had video coordinators at the pro level at that time, but um, Synergy was really starting to get popular at the collegiate level. So that's when I first started getting experience with Synergy. Um, from there, you know, um, continued to be involved with utilizing all the way until my time at Eastern, where one of my jobs um, in the seven seasons I coached here in Cheney was, I was in charge of all of our video and sort of tech stuff, all right? So I had to make sure the cameras were set up and knew who was filming and, uh, and so on and so forth. But I also had to make sure the rest of the staff knew how to use the equipment and the technology we had. And one of those things was Synergy. Um, and so basically what Synergy kind of started as was sort of a film exchange sort of setup. Um, you go back to probably when you were getting scouted by uh, coming out of college, you probably had scouts who were film, who had multiple satellites set up in their building connected to like an eight stack DVD player recording as many games as possible to DVDs um, where it was just, it just wasn't efficient. I mean, the, the, there was no cloud right at, back then. I mean, you can go even further back and to people having a FedEx overnight DVDs, VHS yeah. tapes. Um, I, I'm fortunate where I didn't have to do that. I mean, I, I got to get into coaching when Synergy was already happening. And so it, it's obviously, it's a workflow uh, game changer when it comes to that. So essentially what we do is we take in, we ingest video from our clients and we go through, we have a proprietary logging system where we go through and um, clip every single possession and add all the metadata to it. So everything you could possibly think of, you know, to get sort of an analytical overview um, and thumbprint on different players and different teams um, across every level of play. Um, and it completely has changed the game when it comes to um, how accessible video is. I mean, you have players like Chris Paul, who um, when he won, the, when he was the NBA All-Star um, MVP of that game, like he literally came out in, in the post-game press conference and said, me, my kid, my wife, we get on Synergy every day. We watch all kinds of film. He goes, this thing called Synergy. And so and this is like six, seven years ago now. It's like now everybody knows what Synergy is, right? You're hearing about it on TV. It's on national TV broadcasts. Um, it's, it's it's just amazing the the power it has and the fact that you have guys that can go in and, and, and gals that can go in and watch film and identify players that they want to replicate their game of that you couldn't used to do you didn't used to be able to do that right so if, like Dan if you wanted to go back like and watch guys before you it was hard you had to figure out like go to the library and find a find a VHS or a DVD of of Pete Maravich or whoever it is right um, so that's that's kind of a, a brief nutshell of kind of where things started it was really in the NBA kind of circles um, where it really took off. So my first experience uh, with really diving into Synergy was with the the Portland Trailblazers when I was on their coaching staff for one year. And I was amazed by the amount of depth that they had. And I'm sure it's increased over the last few years with updates and, and newer technology. But if I wanted to follow and watch a certain player, I would go to a team, pull up the player, and then I would have a number of categories pop up, different areas on the floor, different actions that were occurring. Maybe they're dribbling left. Maybe they're dribbling right. Maybe it's in an isolation situation, whether it's a catch and shoot. How deep does the breakdown get on, on, the, on the Synergy uh, platform? 
it's as deep as you want to take it. I mean, we have uh, junior college coaches who are, are one or two person staffs that you literally only use it to probably just watch their film and have it clipped for them. I mean, uh, but then you have, look at NBA, NBA uh, front offices and NBA video rooms where they've got multiple guys that can go through and pretty much pin down any possible thing you can imagine. If they just want to um, find a specific you know, uh, prospect and they only want to see when they're coming off a ball screen, going left uh, you know, against a contested one dribble J, they can do that. It's really as fine tuned and as filtered as you want to get it. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, it's for it's for sharks or sheep. Like you can go as deep dive as you want and as intense as you want, depending on how much time you have as a staff and how many resources you have. Or you can literally use it in its purest form, just being able to have access to video. It's an open database. If you're a Synergy client, you can watch anything that's in there as long as you send in your film too, which is really cool when you think about that's the whole idea of the internet, right? Is like it's accessible to anyone, and um, I think that's what really makes it special. So, how does Synergy filter out the data and then present it? Do you have like fifty people uh, sitting in in a video room tagging different games? How does that work? It's it's actually a lot more than fifty people. Um, it's thousands. <laughs> well, I guess actually. if there's hundreds of games yeah. going on every night, yeah. Yeah, we have over we have over a thousand employees in our in our production and logging department, um, you know, globally. Um, and so the idea is that uh, American college coaches, pro coaches, they upload their film overnight overseas. You have remote workers who go in and completely go through each game um, within 12 to 24 hours. Your video is clipped and logged or cataloged. So all that data that is, is shown in there, right, um, that that sort of logging process where you can go through and it's not necessarily just stats, but it's like, it's a high level overview analytics. Um, so um, it's just, it's it's pretty amazing when you think about the growth of the company. I mean, now we're at the point where synergy in baseball, softball, we're adding football. It's tried and true at the basket, in the basketball world and has completely changed that landscape. So now it's doing the same thing for other sports. So that logging department continues to grow. So when you're talking about watching certain breakdowns, um, is, is there a certain category of breakdowns that you get the most, uh, that, that you feel is watched most by coaches? What's the most important Probably, from what you've heard? In my experience, just as a coach and talking to other coaches, I think the play types is really uh, clutch. So let me, I just want to double check and make sure I'm telling you the right stuff. So for example, uh, with play types, so, we're not just again. We're not just logging stats, right? We're going to tell you um, was this was the situation a pick and roll where the ball handler was involved in the scoring attempt or a turnover uh, spot up transition pick and roll man? Did the ball go to the to the, to the roller um, cuts isolation offensive rebounds handoffs? So many of these different play types. That's where I think a lot of coaches like to sort of dive in because um, you know if I for example like I've got Gonzaga pulled up and you, you can see right here like transition. 21% of their offense is transition, okay? And then they're averaging, or their, their points per possession in transition is 1.23, which when you stack it up against the rest of men's division one college basketball, right? It's the 99th percentile. We know for years, that's what Gonzaga men's basketball is all about, is that transition game, having that rim runner pushing the tempo, and the data backs it up in synergy. And all that data is synced to the video. So if I wanna go in and watch all 300 possessions of Gonzaga in transition this year, I click on this 291 possessions, boom all that video is now at my fingertips. So now as another college coach or a pro coach, and I want to see, hey, how are these guys doing this? I have all that video to back it up as well as the data. 
Wow. I, I had no idea it went that in depth. So there, there has been many upgrades and changes to since, uh, since I had access to it. Now, give us a little bit about with the coaches that want to get involved and, and use this. Is it only at the high school or is it only at the college and pro levels or is there access for high schools to use it or is that in the future? At the moment, um, you know, there's not necessarily an easy plug and play way for people that are not associated with, you know, a Synergy client to watch Synergy. Um, there's a lot that goes into it when it comes to licensing agreements and uh, proprietary data and so on and so forth. Um, it's funny because right when I got involved with Synergy, um, I had a lot, a lot of uh, high school coaches, club coaches, trainers messaging me, how do I get on Synergy? I want to get on Synergy. And so I think that's something that's coming down the road. Um, at the end of the day, um, teams, their data and their video is, it's valuable to them, right? And so to make sure that that's still safe and secure and, um, you know, and, and the people that need to make the money off the video can make the money off the video. Um, when you talk about, you know, TV rights and things like that, immediate agreements. So that's the challenge in figuring out how to get it into the hands of people that aren't necessarily on a staff at the college level. Uh, we work with some high schools. Um, we work with some, you know, amateur leagues, things like that. But at the moment, um, you know, we're still sort of figuring out what's the next best step to go that route. But I think ultimately, um, you know, get on, get NBA league pass, uh, watch as much as you can. Um, at the end of the day, um, if you have a chance to work with the team that has synergy, um, it's, it's just one of those things where when you have it, you don't want to lose it. You can't imagine not having synergy because it completely changes the way um, that you can scout, you can, you can recruit, I mean, we have grassroots offerings. You can you can watch all the EYBL games on there. Um, same thing with baseball. It's it's pretty amazing in terms of how deep it's gone. We have a full app suite now. So with with shot charts and lineup analysis and filtration, um, it's it's pretty impressive stuff. So if there's guys out there and people out there listening that want to get involved with Synergy. I think the best thing you can do is keep trying to work up the ranks. Take every opportunity you can. You mentioned Kelly Graves. I would come home from UW in the summers and go work camps at Kel for Kelly Graves here at Gonzaga at the kennel. Um, so get, go work camps for college coaches, you know, whatever it takes, find internships, be willing. I mean, I, I spoke with, when I first really decided to get into coaching, I talked to Dan Fitzgerald um, and I, I walked in his office. We had a little meeting. He goes, Bryce, do you have a girlfriend? I said, no, good. Keep it that way. He goes, you need to be willing to move anywhere. You're not going to make any money. And, and this was when I was 20 years old. And so at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of what it takes is you got to have those that grit and determination um, and ultimately it does pay off but um, hopefully there'll be a chance for people to use synergy who are just you know maybe not a part of a college staff or an elite high school that has this kind of uh, you know product but um, it's it's pretty impressive once you get your hands on it yeah i remember there were many times when i had access i would go down the rabbit hole and two three four hours later i would still be on the website looking at something else that you know caught my eye after i watched something else What's been the most fun part of working for Synergy and kind of diving into the platform been for you? Um, you know, I think what's kind of neat is I built a relationship with some of the Synergy employees over the years because I was always the point person for, you know, the different schools I was at when it came to Synergy and making sure our coaches knew how to use it and that kind of stuff. So a lot of them already kind of knew me and, and um, just having that rapport. So now I get to work with those folks every single day. Um, and honestly, Probably the coolest thing is kind of having an idea what's coming down the chute. Um, you think it's changed now, Dan, like, trust me, like not even five years from now, uh, when you look at computer vision, artificial intelligence, machine learning, 
Uh, we've already, we're our, Synergy has automated camera systems that are already in hundreds of arenas across the, across the world, um, where now we can live capture games with an automated camera that tracks all player movement. And so coaches aren't even having to upload their film to us. We just have our people logging the games um, while it's happening. And we're get, we'll hopefully get to the point where, you know, not as many people are even involved in that logging process because the computers can do it. So um, that's, I think, the next phase of all this and also kind of creating more actionable analytics. Like right now, there's so much in Synergy. Wouldn't it be nice to just press a button and have it spit out some really key things that are just easy for a lot of coaches to understand that don't have a deep knowledge of analytics and numbers and algorithms? Those are the things that are sort of coming down the chute. And I think that's what's exciting about the way the sport and Synergy is, is, is headed. Yeah. Well, Bryce, I appreciate the time. It sounds like uh, you found a perfect fit with Synergy. Um, hopefully I get a chance to check it out again one of these days uh, with one of my coaching friends because when I saw it, I was blown away. And as you said, the updates have been great. The future updates will be even better. So thanks again for joining the ISO. Really appreciate the time. Glad to be here. Thanks, Dan. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.